Welcome back to Straight to DVD. Raphael, we're back with a very special episode, a treat. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, for a number of reasons. Okay. We're talking Pixar today. We are talking Pixar. Which I love. Not Fast 9. Not Fast 9. Disney Pixar presents The Fast That's and the, the Furious 9. nine. <laughs> not a Quiet Place Part 2. Not a, still not a Quiet Place Part 2. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll eventually. get there. Yes. When, we go, actually, when I actually go to the movie theaters yeah. again. Uh, yes, we're not talking Fast 9, which apparently they go to space in. Apparently. Spoilers. Uh, it's probably better that we don't talk Fast 9. I feel yeah. like everyone's talking Fast 9 yeah. this week. That's Screw it. Yeah. yeah, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. You know? As Han says in Fast 5. Does and he Gal, say that? Gal Gadot's like, maybe we should go to Tokyo. And he's like, we'll get there. Oh, In two shit. movies. When I don't die. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we're talking Pixar. Yes. Uh, a very pleasant drop to Disney+. Plus. Mm -hmm. Very thankful that this wasn't on their premiere service that you had to pay $20 additional to yeah. do. This is right on the... No thanks. No thank you. Right on the streaming platform. You just pop it on. Watch it. Straight to streaming D. Straight to streaming D. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, this is their follow-up film to Soul, which I had not seen, and I heard it's very, very good. Uh, you saw it. You Soul is delightful. Soul is delightful. Yeah. Uh, the reason I hadn't seen it when it came out, because you and many others told me that it was a very emotional film, and it would hit me right in the feels, and I'd probably weep. Yeah. And I was not at a point in my life where I could bear that. <laughs> so, I have not watched it yet. I did weep during Luca. Nice. At one point. Okay. One, one point towards the end. Uh, but for anyone who doesn't know, mm -hmm. Luca... Mm -hmm. Disney Pixar's newest film. It is a story about two Italian sea monsters who decide that, <laughs> that this is not. I'm not making this up. To be clear, two Italian, two young Italian sea monsters yeah. um, named Alberto <laughs> and Luca decide that they want to be people so they can buy a Vespa. <laughs> not unlike the story of me growing up in Italy. <laughs> um. Are you an Italian sea monster? I'm an Italian sea monster. I'm going to yes. throw water on you yes. to see if your gills and scales well, pop up. I was, okay, so the, you already raised a question <laughs> that I was curious about, and I'm going to yeah. bring up. Um, so the big plot point of the film is that mm -hmm. these sea monsters, when they're dry, they look like people. Mm -hmm. and when they're wet, they look like uh, Nessie. The Loch Ness Monster. Sweat doesn't do it, I guess. No. Uh, rain does. Mm -hmm. But like... Alberto was drinking espresso at one point. <laughs> it, it, that's, and there's not enough water in espresso. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There, there's too much other stuff going. But on. if water gets on them, they reveal their scales and their their tail appears. Mm -hmm. um, that was something else I was curious about. Their tail disappears when they're dry. So how does the tail get wet to then show up? R right. Yeah, this movie's Be full of holes. Because yeah, <laughs> because Alberto's like, oh, that's just phantom tail. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but his tail's just gone. Yeah. So I was curious about that. But whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, so it's this lovely little film um, about these two young Italian sea monsters. And it's full of, uh, if you're me or us or anyone who spends time with us, full of hilarious little Italian uh, <laughs> phrases and anecdotes and memes. Memes and jokes. and Really spectacular. Uh, you texted me this, and I agree with you completely. Uh, this movie was far more enjoyable than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. I thought it would be, like, low-tiered Pixar, mm -hmm. and it's maybe, like, mid-tier Pixar. Yes. Which is still pretty good. It is still pretty good. Because, like, I mean, it's not top-tier Pixar, which... Yeah. It's not like Coco, which right. just hits you right. in all of the feels, or 
The Incredibles, which is like a perfect movie, mm-hmm. or Wally, which is like right. a top ten sci-fi movie mm-hmm. for some reason. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's like, true. That's a pretty high bar and standard to live up to. Right. Um, so it was like mid-tier Pixar, which is still like a pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I agree. I think it's mid-tier. I guess like when you're dealing with Pixar films and you have like some of the ones you mentioned, like The Incredibles, which is like one of the best superhero movies ever yeah. made. Um, Wally, which like you said is kind of one of the best sci-fi movies ever made, which is pretty weird. Uh, Toy Story 3, which is like one of the best Holocaust movies yeah. ever made. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty incredible. But yeah, it's like an absurd standard to live up to. Yeah. So if you make if you make a mid-tier Pixar movie, you're still making a pretty good movie. Yeah. Right. Um, um I it's funny because they never they didn't really market this film. No. Uh that much. It just sort of dropped. Yeah. And what I had seen dictated to me that, oh, this was gonna be a low Pixar Pixar. <laughs> a low t- uh, Pixar film. Like, I don't know, like Brave or, or like Cars. Cars. Yeah. Right, some dumb bullshit like that. Um, or The Young Dinosaur, whatever it's called. I've a never little, seen that. There's a reason for yeah. that. Um, <laughs> I've never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, so it was much better than those. I'd say it's like just below, uh, like up. Okay. And, um, and what's another one that's sort of like uh, Toy Story Two? Yeah, like a Bug's Life. It's yeah, kind of it's in, in that, that. It's in that realm with Pixar, right? It's um initially in the film, I wasn't too, I was I wasn't too into it mm-hmm. uh, at first, just because it it just sort of felt like uh, Finding Nemo yeah. meets Coco, yeah, but like a bland version of that. But once they got on land and met their their cute little friend, uh, Julia, Julia, that's yeah. right. And, um, and had funny moments, uh, with cats yeah. and big Italian men <laughs> who were missing their arms. Um, just they, one arm, just one arm. That's right. Uh, once, uh, all that hijinks began, yeah. um, I started, uh, getting really into it and it, I love that you texted me in the middle of watching it, that the cat was your favorite character yeah. because I literally wrote down in my phone. I was like, this cat is fire. <laughs> the cat's amazing. It is. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah. The top might be the best Pixar cat. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That, maybe maybe yeah. top five movie cat of all time. I wanted the cat to be in more of the film. Yeah. For sure. Also, the cat had a funny Italian mustache. He did, yeah. <laughs> I was convinced that um, the cat was going to get wet yeah. at one point. And be a and, cat. And be a cat scene monster. Oh, interesting. I thought that was going to be a, a twist. That would have been a spicy twist. Yeah, but I was I was disappointed when that didn't, yeah. that didn't happen. That's Although, okay. Yeah, but the two uh, old grumpy... Italian gelato eating women ended yeah, up being ended up being sea yeah. monsters, which we we can get to that yes a little bit later yes yeah mm-hmm. that's a teaser that is a teaser that's what yes. that's what they call in business a right. teaser indeed stay tuned yes we'll get there uh, so this movie's a brisk ninety minutes yeah very very simple it is for all intents and purposes a kids movie yeah um I think that's part of why it's more middle tier because you have stuff like Wally yeah and Toy Story three and Incredibles and Up and Coco. That are very much, you know, they're they're aimed at children primarily, but there's a lot in there for adults. Yeah, a lot. There, yeah, this one is definitely more of a kids movie than mm-hmm. other Pixar movies. Like Soul. Mm-hmm. Soul is. I don't know how that's a kids movie. Soul is just for like, like twenty something to forty something year olds, and just wants them to have an existential crisis about who they are on this world and why they're here. See, I'm, I'm so glad I haven't watched it yet because it would totally ruin my but life. Luke, yeah, but Luca is 
It's not doing that. No. But it's doing some stuff. It is doing some stuff. It's doing it's, some, some some good thematical stuff. I just, I want to get ahead of this because I was curious about this. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you feel the same way that I do. Yeah. The kind of core heart of the film is the friendship slash relationship between these three children. Mm-hmm. Luca, Alberto, and Julieta. Mm-hmm. Um, am I crazy in my assumption that they were kind of implying that Luca and Alberto are gay for each other? So, I'm happy you brought this up. Yeah. Because I think that's the main point of the movie. Uh-huh. Um, and the only reason I say that is I had, like, no... I, I hadn't seen any marketing or, like, commercials for this mm-hmm. movie or anything. The only thing I had seen was there's a, a New York Times review of this movie, and the title is Luca, colon, Calamari by your name. <laughs> Which is... Have you not seen this on the internet? That is amazing. You haven't no, seen that? No, I've not. So that's the only thing I've seen about this movie. So I kind of went into it thinking, okay, this is a similar story to Call Me By Your Name. It's about a young kid who's like discovering himself and like who he is maybe sexually or like mm-hmm. identity wise. And it's not like totally there. Like they don't like explicitly say right. that that's what this movie is, but it, it's very much so there. Yeah. Um, if you, if like, I think that's one way to read the movie, mm-hmm. read the movie. If not like the way that it was intended. Yeah. It's certainly there to pick up. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think if you're paying close attention to yeah. it, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Because there's a very clear jealousy thing going on mm-hmm. with Alberto yeah. When Luca gets friendly with Julia. Mm-hmm. And at first you think it's just a friendship thing. Yeah. But you can kind of tell that mm, it's like not yeah. a little bit. Well, it's like, uh, have you seen Call Me By Your Name? Yes, I have. So, I mean, it's kind of similar, right? Like they both take place in Italy over mm-hmm. the summer. And it's the summer of like finding who you are and, and all that good stuff. Um, both take place in Italy there's a younger boy who befriends an older boy and the older boy kind of like helps the younger boy discover who he is. And some of it may be romantic slash sexual in a way. Mm -hmm. And like it, obviously you can't like, well, I don't know if you can't go there. Like maybe you can go there if if you're Disney, it's 2021 and like Mm -hmm. having the kids, like having like two 12 year olds, like start a relationship together and like be in love. But it's, I think it's it's heavily implied. It's very much so heavily implied. And the whole, like, fish out of water, like, literally fish out of water story. Mm -hmm. And they are, like, hiding in this world. And they look like everyone else, but they know that there's something different about them. But everyone else can't tell that there's something different about them. Like, they together are hiding something. Yeah. And, like, Mm -hmm. no one else is in on the secret. And everyone, like hates the sea monsters, even though they can't see the sea monsters and can't tell who's a sea monster and who's not, you know, like you can't always look at someone and, and like they look different. So you're like, Oh, that's a gay person. Right. Like, you know, gay people look right. like everyone else in the world, in the world. Like we all look the same. Um, but you know, deep down they like, they still feel different. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what these two are feeling. Well, there's there's a very specifically placed scene towards the end of the film where the grandma sea monster yeah. is speaking to the mother and father sea monster about young Luca. 
um, and the mother is clearly concerned about his place yeah. in the world and how he's going to be perceived by yeah. the people. And she says, not everyone's going to accept him, mm -hmm. but he seems to know how to find the good ones. Yeah. Um, and I think that's not particularly subtle yeah. regarding yeah. what we're talking about. I yeah. think that's pretty heavily uh, yeah. suggestive. Yeah. Of that. A hundred percent. Um, oh, I, I can't believe you, you brought that up. I can't believe that this title was Calamari by your name because yeah. I, I was in my car here th yeah. thinking about call me by your name. And I was yeah. like, Hmm, what's a good joke for that? And the best I came up with was call me by your pasta fazool, <laughs> which is not nearly as good as Calamari by your name. Yeah. But that, I did, I had the same thought. That, that writer was just like, Oh, I struggled. Absolutely. Boom. Bought a fucking boom. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of hilarious Italian uh, phrases and anecdotes, this movie is full of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, to go from something super serious. To yes. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's bring it back down a, yeah. a, a hair. Yeah. Uh, Julietta uh, constantly exclaims uh, Santa and then various different cheeses. <laughs> Santa Gargonzola. Yes, there was a Santa Gargonzola. And Santa, for anyone who doesn't know Italian or speak Italian, Santa means holy. Yeah. So like, you know, uh, Santa Maria, like holy bejesus, yeah. something like that. But she says, Santa Gorgonzola, or Santa Mozzarella, or my personal favorite, which was like, I, did, I wouldn't have caught it if I didn't have subtitles on. She says, Santa Regot. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally dying alone yeah. uh, on my couch watching this. I was like, this is hilarious. Uh, I want more of this, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone has a funny mustache. Everyone has a funny mustache. Well, well, while we're on the topic of, uh, of, of funny Italian sayings and stuff that were thrown into this movie. My favorite joke um, is, I think it's from Julia, when they're talking about the, the triathlon that they that they compete in every every summer that the bad guy always wins. And uh, she's like, yeah, it's a classic Italian triathlon. Biking, biking swimming, and eating pasta. <laughs> Which is like such a... Dude. That's such a, that's such a low-hanging fruit in terms of Italian jokes. Yeah. But it landed. Oh, it, 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 it landed just so well. Such commitment to the simple joke <laughs> that Italians like pasta. And there's so much pasta in this movie. I was thrilled. The dad makes uh, uh, some type of tortellini or something, yeah. tor tortala to something. It's literally just, uh, uh, what the fuck is it? It's, it's just Parmesan and uh, some pesto. Yeah. And I was like, I've had this before. And it looks way better in this movie than yeah. it ever has in real life. Uh, I, yeah. And the, the fucking, classic Italian triathlon. Yeah. I like how there was like a, a very, because these two young sea monsters don't know how to use utensils and they've never had spaghetti before. Yeah. Uh, so they're eating pasta with their hands. Yeah. Um, and the dad, who you think is going to be a villain at first and then it's revealed, no, yeah. he's actually a very nice guy. Mm -hmm. um, when he's alone, uh, he starts eating pasta with his hands as well. I'm not really sure why, yeah. uh, but he does. And the cat, who's suspicious initially of the yeah. two young boys being the sea monsters, yeah. is now looking at the big one-armed father and he's <laughs> yeah. growling at him because he's eating pasta with his hand and he's like are you a sea monster um yeah i wanted that cat more of the movie that was a delightful delightful addition pixar are so fucking good at their little um sidekick animal characters yeah um like the uh the the uh, the spiritual dog i guess in oh, coco yeah great character um, great character uh or like the little cleaner guy in Wally, -E. he's hilarious um these characters that like have no lines well yeah. the dog in coco has a lot of lines yeah. but like these sidekick characters or like doug and up it's yeah. like they're so good at these quirky little uh side characters um and i and the cat was was one of my favorites like we were saying and i really wish that 
they found a way to put him in, in more of the film. But yeah. maybe he was good because he was used sparsely. Was, yeah, the, they, they knew how to use the cat. Yeah. They very much knew, yeah. knew what they were doing with the cat. Um, so like we're saying, I, I, I really did enjoy it. Um, to get into, I guess, plot uh, details now, it's very much, like we were saying, they want a Vespa. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally the plot of the movie. They want a, they want a Vespa. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's a driving force of the movie. Um, and so in order to get this Vespa, yeah. they enter the, as you said, it, Italian triathlon <laughs> of swimming, biking, and, and eating pasta. Uh, and they join forces with Juliet uh, to do this, to beat the yeah. tyrannical Ercole. Yeah. <laughs> this hilarious character with yeah. a, just, he's like a 16 year old with like a yeah. little dirt stash and he wears a sweater around, yeah. around his neck. Beating all the children yeah. uh, at this race. And he rides around on his on his fancy Vespa. Yeah, Ercole, the bastard. Yeah. Uh, who then tries to murder them? <laughs> Is his last name Branzino? Oh no, the two the uh, the the fish. Oh, I laughed at that too. The the rival uh, fisherman fish that live next to Luca and his family yeah. are Mister and Mrs. Branzino. <laughs> That's another low hanging fruit thing too. But I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I was like, this is great. Oh yeah, you remind me. Um, Luca is a uh, a fish herder, yeah. and the fish he herds are they ba. <laughs> <laughs> They're sheep fish, uh, which is like very stupid sheep fish. Uh, which but is very, another just funny to me. This movie is just full of low hanging fruit jokes yeah. that all land. Yeah, I imagine uh, children watching this movie just love it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Because um, like you know, it's, it is very very simple. But also um, looking at their parents, like why are you laughing so hard at Mister Branzino? Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, a, a nine-year-old is not going to understand why, yeah. that's, why that's funny, <laughs> for sure. That's the joke for mom and dad. Right, right, exactly. Um, so they train, and there's plenty of little fun hijinks where they try not to get wet. Mm -hmm. And of course, things happen, and eventually, you know, it's revealed who they are uh, to the town. Um, and in typical Pixar fashion, uh, they're accepted yeah. by the vast majority of people. They win the triathlon. Yeah. Um, and Luca... Alberto gets his Vespa, and yeah. Luca gets to go to school. Yeah. Yes. So rad. It's pretty rad. So, I have a question. Mm -hmm. If this movie is about being accepted for who you are, mm -hmm. and we'll say in this, in this scenario that difference might be your sexual identity, mm -hmm. and the only reason that they get accepted at the end is because they win the race... Is that sending mixed messages to kids? That, like, if you're gay, people will only like <laughs> you if you win things i guess that's a fair point to bring up like no one no one likes them do people like them if they don't win R right because the whole point of that ending is that the whole town is like coming at them and then they're stopped because they're like they won the race though so you're right that is kind of a <laughs> oh that was maybe the only like nitpick I had with the yeah, movie. Yeah, that's a you fair know? that's a fair point. Are you telling kids like it's okay to be who you are as long as you beat the bad guy? Right, right. Otherwise they would they would still kill you. Yeah, I guess a simple conversation of hey, yeah, we're fish. Yeah. Uh, but we speak English. Yeah. <laughs> we're in Italy, but everyone speaks with an American accent. Right, right. And we occasionally say Italian phrases yeah. occasionally. Uh Yes, Italian fish. <laughs> Uh, is is very funny, very very funny to me. Uh, especially um, the the grandfather uh, cuttlefish, yeah, who shows up briefly. 
I don't know if I remember that guy. He's the one. His heart stops because the oxygen is oh so the rich. Uh, the the uncle or the the cousin. Yeah, yeah. The cousin cuttlefish. I thought that was kind of interesting too, right? Because the the parents realize that Luca really likes going to the surface, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they really they really want to keep him in the sea as a sea monster. Mm-hmm. And in order to punish him for liking to go to the surface. And, you know, being who he is, his true self, whatever that may be, um, instead of letting him do that, they want to push him down even further into the sea. So, like, the parents are actively trying to repress who Luca is. Yes. So, you know, maybe that's a that's a, that's a thing that, that happens where yeah. parents don't fully accept their, their kids for who they are and, and try to, I don't know, send them to, like, conversion therapy or something i don't know if that's necessarily the metaphor that they were going for with with the uncle but i might be reading into this picture well, no, a, little, it, a little too much it certainly was that scene did stick out to me too because it made me hate the mother for a time yeah because i was like this is horrible parenting yeah you're gonna send him to the depths of the ocean yeah for, you're, to you're, eat whale carcass <laughs> and not see anything yeah. for a full season your son is curious about the world yeah. So you're going to send him to hell. Yeah. <laughs> send him to the depths of hell yeah. with, his, with his, his uncle. His who, uncle who's blind yeah. uh, and just floats around and lets food drop into his mouth. He's like, wow, this is kind of fucked up. Yeah, that, just, that seems like it won't yeah. be good for the kid. Yeah, what a surprise that he ran away. Yeah, um, yeah that's, an, that's a good point. Um, and yeah, that that I'm glad that... I thought that was sort of setting up the mother to be the villain of yeah. the film and that he ultimately will denounce them and like, yeah. live on the surface. But as it just turns out, it's like, oh, she sees that we should, we, we can all be accepted. Um, you know, it's like this, this is in our heads. That yeah. we're, you know, we're not good enough or whatever. Sea monster, no sea monster, mustache, no mustache. All right. It doesn't matter if you're Italian. It doesn't matter if you have gills. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you right at home in this, this fishing town. Um, yeah, I was I was also expecting the the one armed father. I thought there was going to be a plot point where he lost his arm to a sea monster. Yeah, and he makes a joke of it briefly. Yeah, and then he's like, "Now nah, I was born this way." Yeah, which is an, another not so subtle yeah. Lady Gaga reference. <laughs> I'm on the right track, baby. Yeah. I was born this way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's there should have been there should have been more Lady Gaga references. Yeah, that would have that would have been a better way to hammer home the. Uh, the, the metaphor of the movie. Mm-hmm. If they're just like sprinkled in a bunch of Lady Gaga right. references and they're like, oh, this is a gay movie. Right, yeah. I guess. Alberto's being dragged by the Vespa and Luca's like, don't be a drag, just be a queen. <laughs> <laughs> More of that, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If someone was named Fernando and another one named Alejandro. Bruh. <laughs> yeah, where was that? Yeah. Fucking just... L- just lay it on thick. Lay it on thick. Where, where was the just dance? Where was... Uh, Gonna be okay. Yeah. You have a bad poker face. Ah! <laughs> Fuck. Gaga. Somebody call Pixar. Remake yeah. this film. Yeah. But just with more Lady Gaga. Just with more Lady Yeah, that's all you have to that's do. That's all. Like. 15 minutes more. Yeah, the extended cut. Right. The director's... The yeah. Snyder cut. <laughs> it's just... More Lady Gaga. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um... I thought, I re- on this tangent now of uh, mm-hmm. subtle homosexuality in this film, mm-hmm. um, I really, really thought that when, and I, I was like, is Pixar going to go there? Are they going to do this? Yeah. 
Luca was saying goodbye to Alberto, and he's getting on the, the Polar Express at the end to yeah. go to, to Hogwarts or whatever. Um, <laughs> to go to Fish Hogwarts. <laughs> right. I thought, and he's like teary-eyed, and Alberto's teary-eyed, and they're saying goodbye. I thought they were going to smooch. Did you think he was going to get off the train and smooch? I thought I thought he was going to jump off the train, smooch him, and then get back on yeah. the train. Is that when you cried? I I um I cried when he uh, when he said I sold the Vespa so you could uh, go to school. Yeah. So you could be who you want to be or something like that. Yeah. That for some reason that hit me. That, pretty. That, when he was on the train and he was like teary eyed. Yeah. And then turned into his fish monster self. Yeah. I was I was I was getting up there. Like, yeah. In my feels. I, I'm a big I'm a big friendship guy. <laughs> so to see an act of friendship like that portrayed on film, I was like, "Let's go, let's go, my dogs." Yeah. Hell yeah, dude, my little gay dogs, dude, my little my little gay sea cousins, yeah. dude. <laughs> let's fucking let's go. go, guys. Absolutely, I wish, I really wish this movie. Uh, right now, I'm at like a three, three and a half out of five. Yeah, dude, probably three. Um. I think if they had smooched at the end, you think you would have gone to like three and a half, four. I think this could have been a four if they had like yeah, really. If committed. they really leaned into it, yeah. I guess it's tough. I guess we're still, yeah, like kind of suppressed and repressed as a society. Like we don't, we still can't fully allow ourselves to, to like watch this story, right? At least in a kids' movie. Yes. Well, that's the thing, and that's what's such a shame. Because it's, kids should be able to to see that, right? If we're gonna if we're gonna go through the effort of like making something that is like telling all kids across sexualities that like right. you're you're cool, you're Gucci, being who you are. Like let's fucking show them being who they are. Absolutely. And the fact that you bring that up, that's what was exactly about to be the next thing I said. That was my entire point. And the fact that we even think that way yeah. shows how we've been fucking conditioned to think yeah. that, oh, it's not okay for kids to see homosexuality, yeah. which is bullshit. Yeah. Cause Who they gives should. a fuck? Yeah. yeah. Kiss your bros, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if Pixar can make a movie where within the first five minutes someone is, is dying and a yeah. man is severely depressed because he lost the love of his life, like, we can have two kids... Kiss at the end of, yeah. of Luca. If they love each other, who gives if a shit? If they love each other, like... Who gives a shit? Um, love them, dude. But I hate... Yeah, as I was driving over here, I, and I was thinking about some of the topics we were going to talk about here, I hated that the first thing that popped in my head is, oh, of course they're not going to show it. It's a kid's movie. Yeah. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Kids have the emotional maturity to, mm -hmm. to watch that. And, right. like, that's the whole thing that with Pixar and, like, what they do is that they kind of push the boundary on what kids can watch in a movie because mm -hmm. like kids should be able to consume this kind of stuff in a way that respects their intelligence. And like this movie doesn't all the way go there. It doesn't. And it could have. Yes. It very easily could have. It implies it for the people who are smart enough and have the yeah. eyes enough to recognize it. But to a kid, they're not going to pick up on yeah. any of that stuff. They might a little bit, mm -hmm. but not, not fully. And I think I think it's in, it's very intentional that there's no implied romance between Julietta and Luca. I yeah. think that's for a reason. Yeah. For that specific reason is that oh he's not interested in her because yeah. he's interested in Alberto. Yeah. Yeah. As he should be. Yeah. What a fucking that's... strapping young little boy. Yeah. That's who he, that's who you is, man. Yeah. Be who you is. Yeah. Love who you be. Um. What was I going to say? On this same sort of 
thought process of what this movie probably is about. And I think we're at a point where we can say it, it is about this, this little romance between the two of them. Um, and like trying to hide that and trying to hide who they are. I thought this scene where Luca, Alberto and Juliet were training and she, like, they're like maybe about to tell her that they're sea monsters. And Alberto's like, yeah, come on, man. Like we are sea monsters. And he jumps into the ocean to reveal himself. Mm -hmm. And Luca, instead mm. of going with him, kind of betrays him. And he's like, oh, he's a sea monster. Like, what a bad guy. I don't like him either. And he's like trying to like fit in with the mm -hmm. rest of the bigotry that's around in the town. I'm not gay. Yeah. He's, he's gay. gay. Yeah. I don't yeah. like this guy. Right. I'm not like him. I don't love him. Mm -hmm. He's different. I'm like the rest of you guys. I thought that was a really good scene. That yes. was probably... Besides the cat, that was mm -hmm. maybe like one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Well, because it, what an incredible character moment mm -hmm. where you put, but what you, then this is good writing. Not the whole film is pretty pretty well written, but yeah. like well, like we're saying, it's fairly you know it's fairly basic. even for a Pixar movie, it's fairly basic. But the writer is smart to put our main character in a position where he has to make a choice, and he makes. Uh, the wrong one and a difficult mm. one and one that makes us go, oh, holy shit. Yeah. Because um, he does. He betrays his friend uh, in that moment. He lies. Yeah. And he betrays himself. He, exactly. He lies to Juliet. He betrays his friend himself and he denies really what he is. Um, and in typical kids movie fashion, of course, he recognizes very quickly uh, that that was the wrong thing to do. And that not only is being insincere to yourself um, a tragedy in itself, but you've just de destroyed the trust that you mm -hmm. have for your uh, your young lover here. Yeah, and um, that he has for you. Right. Yeah. Um, that like, oh, when we're alone, the, I, this is good enough. But in public, no, 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 we no. can't. We can't be yeah. that. Uh, so yeah, I agree. It's an excellent, uh, excellent scene. Um, but he, Luca makes up for this at the end where he reveals himself to be a sea monster as well to save yeah, Alberto from being impaled, killed, murdered yeah. by Ercole, yeah. a little 16-year-old dirt stash at Ipal. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so brutal. Yeah, er movie. Ercole was a little shitbag. Yeah. I want to slap him upside his head. That town was so bigoted. Yeah. And they don't even know sea monsters, which I guess is, you know, yeah. hammering home the point of... Right. They don't know who the sea monsters are, but they still hate them mm -hmm. for some reason. And right. even, I think his name is Massimo, the, the dad? Yes. Massimo. 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 He hates the, he hates sea monsters as well for, mm -hmm. for no reason. But when he learns that the two boys who he spent so much time with mm -hmm. and gotten to know and, you know, go fishing with are sea monsters, he, he accepts them. Right. And it's like, but do we have to, like know sea monsters and spend time with them to to appreciate them and like right. love them and accept them as I members think, of our world. I think this goes back to the point you made about them being accepted because they win the race because what you're, yeah. you jog this, the memory of the scene in my mind. Massimo, he literally has the line, he said, somebody says, they're sea monsters or whatever. Yeah. And he goes, they're also winners. Yeah, I know who they are. Yeah. They're winners. Yeah, and I was like, like hmm, yeah. interesting. They're also basically people. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they, yeah. 
They have tails, sure, but like they speak English. Yeah, in Italy. In Italy. <laughs> <laughs> they eat pasta. They, eat pa- they love pasta yeah. and gelato. Yeah. That's all the people eat in that town is pasta and gelato. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And everybody rides Vespas. Yeah. The little boy gets thrown into the ocean by, by Lucas' oh, mom yeah. with his gelato. The dad, the dad is, let that be a lesson to you. Yeah. <laughs> Starts crying, my fucking gelato. My gelato. But the two yeah. gelato ladies. Yes. Back to that. Back to our teaser from earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was kind of a slick, a slick little touch, that at the end they they let down their umbrellas to reveal that they are also sea monsters. Yes, the two old lesbians. Yeah, the two old lesbians. Which like, I don't know how I didn't pick up on it earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. but when they reveal themselves, I was like, oh, of course, mm-hmm. the two old ladies who are always together. Mm-hmm. They're just secret lesbians living yeah. living their life eating gelato. Right. Having a grand time. Right. And yeah. they now that the young generation yeah. has paved the way for acceptance, now those who've been living in the dark, in the closet, yeah. can... Can be their true selves. Right, exactly. Well done, Pixar. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that we record this on Pride Parade Day. That's true. Today is Pride. Yeah. As two straight guys. Indeed. Yes, <laughs> not, I guess... Not participating in the parade, but we're doing our part talking, by talking about Luca. Right, Exactly. Um, yes, I guess uh, there is a sense of irony to the fact that two yeah. two straight men <laughs> yeah. are discussing this subtle acceptance of homosexuality yeah. film on Pride. Yeah, on on Pride through Pixar. Yeah, yeah, I get. Hmm. There's there there yeah. There's a joke in there somewhere. There I, I don't I don't know what it is. But yeah. Mm. The first name, the first word, and the title of our show is straight. It's just yeah. Hmm. But back to for that? Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Uh, but you know, I think we have just as much a right to review this movie as anyone. I mean, yeah. Santa Ricotta, dude, yeah. <laughs> dude, Gargonzola, dude, absolutely. Um, but all of that said, um, I think that it 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 could have. I think it's a good film. I think it could have been something special if it really did commit. Yeah. To that, it could have. This could have easily been top tier Pixar if yes. it if it decided to push the envelope in the way that some right. of our other favorite Pixar movies. Right. Why do. couldn't this movie have been The Rise of Skywalker with that lesbian kiss? Yeah. Mm, that in the back, out of focus. I mean, that was two just, unnamed characters. That was just awful. But maybe that's part of it, right? Maybe like part of why they didn't allow themselves to fully go there is because. This is still a Disney movie, and like Disney is the machine, and the machine is all about making money, and the machine can't always go all the way there, like artistically, as much as we want it to, mm-hmm. because they also need to market this to people who actually are bigoted and like right. need their kids to watch it. So like, I guess it couldn't be too gay because you're gonna lose audience members and dollars, which at the end of the day is all Disney cares about. Like as much as if they did go there, right. And the two of us are sitting here and other, you know, like-minded or progressively minded people are like, Oh fuck yeah. Disney. Like that's dope. Fucking tell that story. Go there. They would lose a lot of the the money that they would otherwise be making. Andrew Lambert and like Sally Winfield in Arkansas need to go see this. They need to go see this movie too. They, they have dollars that they're going to spend, too. Right. So, it, I get why they didn't go there all the way, but, like... 
I like, think put, the aggravating thing is that Disney and these other companies, and this is, I mean, this is a whole other conversation about marketing homosexuality. Yeah. And especially this month, it's just like so many companies now come out of the woodwork and they're like, it's Pride Month, we're with you. Why does there have to be a Pride Month? Why can't these companies just... Because the world is generally bigoted which is, and homophobic. It, right, and that's so, such a shame that these multi-billion dollar conglomerates feel that they have to pretend like they're progressive yeah. and pretend to market themselves being progressive when the truth is all they're interested in is dipping their toes into the water just as much as they can without pissing everyone off. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, this is a, a totally different conversation, but it's the same thing with like, you know, putting out bogus statements and, you know, making your, your, your profile page on, on LinkedIn, your logo with a, with a pride flag on it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not always done because out of like good intention or it's not solely done out of a good intention. It's like partially done because today you'll make more money being accepting than you would if you're just like flat out racist or homophobic. Mm -hmm. Like a flatly homophobic movie from Pixar is not going to make a lot of money because there would be a lot of backlash and stuff. So if you dip your toes in a little bit, you kind of get the best of both worlds where you're allowed to capitalize on progressive politics, but you're also not alienating the folks who aren't as progressive right. in that in that realm. Right. So I get why they did it. Like, would I have liked Disney to go all the way in and make something that's just like as forward thinking and like monumental as moonlight or call me by your name, which are two fantastic pieces of art mm -hmm. um, within this like specific, like LGBTQ plus stories. Yeah. Am I surprised that they didn't? No. Sure. And that's such a shame. Such a shame. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if we'll ever get there. I want to hope that we will, but I don't know. They seem to make money without having to. So they get the best of both worlds. That's what. That's kind of what this is. Mm -hmm. They get the best of both. Right. They commit to it just enough. They dip their toes in the water. <laughs> just enough. Um, but when you really look at it, it's so clear how much of a facade the whole thing is. Yeah. I hope it's not that much of a facade. I hope the filmmakers and people involved actually wanted to tell a good story and present us with something, you know, pretty cool. And it was just the uh, the suits that are holding it back from from being what it is. When they make Luca two, and they're all eighteen, <laughs> two Luca two furious, two, two Luca two mozzarella. <laughs> When they make Luca 2, if all these characters are not grown up and there's not a scene with a peach in it, I'm out. I'm done with Pixar. They're a sham. Yeah, dude. Do it, Pixar. Do it. Go there. I want to see that CGI peach oh, in God. Alberto's hand, dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> a Pixar peach would look pretty good. With yeah. the animation that they're doing these days... You could get something. I saw them twirl that possible to a fork. Dude, also Pixar animation. Completely different conversation than the one oh, we've been having. Yeah. But it's phenomenal. It is it, unbelievable. It's top tier. 
I also feel like Pixar is suffering from like putting out too many movies in a year, whereas mm-hmm. before it was like two years. It was like yeah. two years before you would get a new Pixar movie, and like that was when we were getting like, like the golden age of Pixar when it was like, like Wally and Up and In and Out or Inside Out, Inside, <laughs> Inside Out Burger. Yeah, Inside Out Burger. Yeah. Um, but now they're cranking out like two to three a year, and some of them are losing that spice. But then you also get something like Soul. Yeah, which I do have to say, I'm ready to cry. You you, you should you should watch it. Yeah, if, I'll probably go home and watch it tonight. If Luca made you cry, um, yeah. Soul will will serve. It was just that one that one scene right at the train where I was like, "Damn, they got me." Yeah, dude, the train scene was was definitely yeah. one, and the music was just so manipulative. Like, yeah, it's like this is where you cry. What is the, what is the most what is the most tear jerking Pixar film? Is it Up? You think it's Up? No, I think uh, I think Up is. Um, I think Up kind of manipulates too. I think Coco is the most Co- genuinely yeah. like heartbreaking and emotional Pixar movie. I remember the second time I watched Coco, yeah. and I knew, I knew this the scene in the moment when I broke down the first time. Yeah, and like most straight men who suffer from toxic masculinity, I was like, I'm not going to cry this time. Right. I'm not going to cry this time. <laughs> right. And it happened, and he says, Mama Coco, and I fucking lost. <laughs> <laughs> I was dead. Dude, I was literally sitting in a theater full of people alone, <laughs> crying in the middle of Coco. <laughs> that movie is just like, yeah. it's just fucking smacks you across the Ab- face with feelings absolutely. and emotions. In the best way possible. Remember me. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking waterworks, dude. What? What? Yeah. I think the first time I saw Coco, I audibly yelled, what? And then started crying. (laughs) Because I was so unprepared for it. Yeah. Did they just, did they really just do that to me? Jeez. This is why I like when, a lot of people I know like Toy Story 4. And I like Mm. Toy Story 4 too. I think it's, it's pretty good. But it felt like an epilogue, you know? I felt like mm-hmm. 3 was the perfect ending yeah. to it. Um, and that's what I, I fear with them going forward, is I think that, you know, they released the Souls and the Lucas and the Cocos, and I think they don't do as well as, like, their toy stories yeah. or Cars. Yeah. Cars is literally movies for babies. <laughs> like those, those are films for babies. <laughs> I hate Cars. I've never seen Cars. Cars is trash. I watched yeah. the first one. I hated it. Um, I watched half of the second one. I turned it off. I was like, why am I even bothering? And then the third came out and then they made a Cars TV show. And I was like, I can't, I was like, this is just merchandising. Yeah. That's, that's the machine. Yeah. Which is like, okay. If you allow the other movies to not be part of the machine. Right. If you, you know, you do a one for them, one for me. And I thought Luca was going to be a one for them. Right. And it was almost a one for me. Right. Like soul was one, one for me. Like that's a that's, right. that's a that's a movie that's a right. that's a film that's right. cinema, and I thought Luca was gonna be okay. We want to sell toys. Mm-hmm. Here's a here's a mermaid movie, right or whatever right. sea monsters. Um, and I was watching. I was like, oh, this is actually kind of a one for me movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, eh, but it's not all. The way. Yeah, it's sort of halfway there. Yeah. It's just like I said, it felt kind of derivative of sort of like a like a mishmash of like you know the. Um, Oh, what's the word? Um, the culture that mm-hmm. like Coco is going for yeah. versus the sort of storytelling of like Finding Nemo yeah. sort of mishmash together. So it felt a little derivative of those two things. But I still think that, you know, it's like any Pixar for the most part, it's it's still very charming and endearing. Yeah. 
you still like the characters. It still looks amazing. Yeah. Um, and it's a solid 90 minute pop. You're in and out. Yeah. And it's just like, you're done. But I wonder what the next great Pixar, Pixar movie be. will be. Because, you know, we have, you got the Toy Story trilogy, you have The Incredibles, you yeah. have Wally of Up, you have Inside Out, you have Coco. Yeah. Like, what's going to be the next one that people pop off on, you know? I think Soul was up there for me. Yeah. Soul feels like the latest great Pixar movie. Do you think it was so... I, I still have to see it, so anything yeah. I say is, is hyperbole. Um, but do you think that it's almost too heavy? Because I don't remember it getting much traction when it came out. Oh, it may have been too heavy. It may have been too heavy. And if we ever talk about it on, on the show, I'll bring this up again. But at the end, near the end... And this isn't like super spoily, but there's this like almost like Terrence uh, Malicky sort of like sequence of like a leaf falling and someone's feet in the sand on the ocean and then just like the cosmos Whoa. and <laughs> like Trent Reznor and Atticus Rose's score is just like, it's like this like insane synth. And I was like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Like why... I did not sit down to watch a Pixar movie that was going to take me to the cosmos. Honestly, like, that sounds amazing. I wasn't expecting this, like, uh, this just, like, this experience of, 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 right. of, of cinema right. from it. Um, yeah, it's wild. See, that's that so like, it may, it may, like, that's like an know, adult film. It's an adult film yeah. that has, like, cute some cute characters. Right. Like, I was just thinking, I don't know how a kid watches this. And like, 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 what does a kid do when they walk away from that? If I at twenty eight, am like, f absolutely floored at what I just saw, <laughs> in terms of like a movie experience, and a kid is just supposed to watch that and like, right. then go play with toys or like do fucking yeah, that's gonna fuck a kid up. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. do monkey bars after right. that. Like, I was. I almost quit my job after it. Mom, what does it mean to follow your dream? Yeah. <laughs> Honey, don't worry don't about worry. it. <laughs> eat your pasta. Yeah, please. Eat, eat it with your hands. Please don't, don't ask me or your father that question ever again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love of God. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to check it out. It's, this, this conversation is making me think of Inside Out because I like Inside Out a lot. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of those Pixar movies that perfectly weaves... Um, Childishness, childishness, childishness. It's actually a very difficult word to say. Tough word. Childishness um, and humor that appeals to children while at the same time dealing with um, story and subtlety and very uh, mature emotional things at the same time. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of the few... A lot of Pixar movies do this, but I think it's, it's one of the ones that like walks that line perfectly where at the same time it's doing both of those things at once because yeah. you have like like fart jokes and like yeah. gross shit but at the same time you realize that they're they're coming from like what literally makes a human being <laughs> a human being and you're just like if you really like read into what's happening you're just like jesus Christ. Yeah, why, why, yeah, why are like, you doing this too it's like oh my god a new core memory yeah. <laughs> and i'm just like ah ah my life <laughs> yeah uh and Luca doesn't have any of those moments where yeah. it short circuits you. Right. Which is, I guess, an unfair comparison to make because that's, like we said at the onset, like that's the expectation with a Pixar movie. Like you go into it and you're like, I'm an adult and this is a movie for kids, but this movie is going to make me short circuit mm -hmm. at some point. 
Right. And Luca, like, it doesn't fully get there. Yeah. I, it makes you think, but it doesn't make you short certain. Right. I guess it kind of has the train scene. Yeah. But there's nothing like that moment in Inside Out where yeah. she shares the core memory with sadness and, like, <laughs> goes through the memory and it's just like, oh... And, and you die inside yeah. because you're like, Jesus Christ, yeah. this movie's about me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or like the scene in Wally where they're dancing in space with the fire extinguisher, just like this amazing fucking thing. Or the, the, the scene where Andy gives his toys to, to the little girl yeah. because he's grown up. Yeah. It's just like, Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ almighty. Like, yeah. this is unbelievable. Um, so yeah, it, Luca doesn't quite have those, or in Coco, the remember me bit. It doesn't quite have uh, moments like that, but it's still a solid flick. I think it's still worth the watch, especially if you have Disney+. Plus. I don't know why you would have it and not oh, yeah. watch Luca. Yeah. Um, it's worth the watch. Solid movie. Not amazing, but very, very good. I, I enjoyed it. And as an Natal, yeah. uh, there's... <laughs> just a, made it that much, that yeah, much better. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I highly recommend the film. Check it out. Solid watch. Ref, what do you think? How many pastas out of five are you giving it? I'm going to give it three stuffed shells out of five. <laughs> That's my diagnosis. I, yeah, I agree. I'm, yeah. I'm right there with you. Um, same, same exact sentiment. Yeah. Um, I give it, I give it three raviolis out of five. Three lobster raviolis. hundred percent, hundred percent recommend. Um, <clears throat> if you got kids, it's good to watch with them. Yes. If you don't have kids and... You're just like us. <laughs> yeah. You're just an adult male or an mm -hmm. adult person by yourself. Watch it. It's it's good. It's a good movie. It's uh and it's only ninety minutes. Right. So certainly better than a lot of the other crap that's yeah, currently streaming. You're, you're so. not you're not losing It's no tenant. <laughs> but it's a movie, that's yeah. for sure. I don't know if it's uh maybe it's better than, than Fast Nine. We'll see. Yeah. Fast Nine's been getting a kind of trampled. Yeah, some reviews. They've been like, ah, the the franchise formula's kind of uh, it's exhausted itself. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> dude. That's almost as good as uh, biking, swimming, and eating pasta. Hell yeah! All right, dude. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's us, dude. That's us. That's a wrap. That's uh, we're movie guys, and that was movie talk. That was the movie talk. Uh, before. We tell you where you can find us, which you probably already know how to do if you're, if you're listening. listening but um, we're going to do it anyway. We have a very special announcement. Yes. It's coming this, this Saturday, Raf. This, I think, tentatively. That may change. It may change, but that's what we're looking at right now. We're aiming at Saturday afternoon, maybe 2 or 3 o'clock. We're very happy to announce, officially, Yes. here on the podcast, we are partnering with Volume. Yeah. Which is a new streaming... Service. service yeah it is not unlike twitch um but we will be live on volume this weekend likely saturday for a couple of hours we're going to do a live podcast in the afternoon it will likely be us ranking the chris nolan films let's go because there's been a lot of chat about that amongst the two of us and our friends recently <laughs> uh there's a, a couple of hot takes that we're going to yeah. get into the nitty-gritty of so if you feel passionate about Chris Nolan movies, or us, and you want to see us goof off for two hours and talk about nonsense. Or if you want to see us. Or if you just want to look at our beautiful faces. Yeah. Uh, we will be live, video. Yes. Live on video for two hours this Saturday on volume. We will post about it on the Twitsters. 
on the Instas. Yeah. You'll, you'll hear all about it. Tune in. Come say what's up. We will be interacting with you live. Yeah. There's going to be a chat room. We'll be taking questions. We'll mm -hmm. be reacting to your hot takes. We'll be reacting to your reactions to our hot takes. It's going to be a good time. Yes. We're really excited for this. Um, I'm pumped. I got to get my camera face ready. Yes. You know, I've always been told I have a face for radio uh -huh. and a voice for silent movies. Wow. So who told you that? <laughs> everyone. The the Italians who live in yeah. the Luca town. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, with their with their silly mustaches. Yes. Those damn bigots. Bastards. Um, but yeah, man. Volume.com. Mm -hmm. We'll be posting it all around on the socials. We hope you can join. Yes. Um, Even very... if you tune in for a little bit, come drop in, say hi. Then yeah. I don't know. Go do whatever you're doing. Yeah. But we're pumped. We're pumped to be doing video content. Yes. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. It's going to be very exciting. We're going to have a lot of fun. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait to interact. Hell yeah. With our viewers. Let's go. Raph, who are you and where can you be found? Great segue into the socials because this is where we'll be posting that link to get on that live stream. But you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at RafStit. All one word. R-A-F-S-T-I-T-T. Twitter and Instagram. Also find me on Letterboxd reviewing movies. Oh yeah. At Rafstit. I'll drop a re little review of Luca on there. Pretty sick. Where can we find you, Michael? You can find me mm, primarily uh, on the Instagrams at Michael underscore Rocco underscore. That's R-U-O-C-C-O. At Michael underscore Rocco underscore. I post about films occasionally, but primarily you will find Barata and Gorgonzola <laughs> and Rigot and Mutadel all over the page. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Michael underscore Rocco. I'm not active on there, but I promote it regardless. And you can find both Raph and myself and the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at straight2dvdpod. That's the number two, straight2dvdpod. And you can find the show itself wherever you find your podcasts. Amazing. Great stuff. Hell Another yeah. plug while we're here at the end of the, at the, end of the episode. Yes. You know, if you're still listening, thank you. Um... But merch, our merch is still, it's still out there. It's available to buy. Um, it looks great. You can wear it to all of your summer parties. We're vaxxed. We're going out. We're doing barbecues and we're going to bars and we're going to ball games. Get some straight to DVD merch. Absolutely. Rep the show. Yeah. Check us out. When when people ask you what you're wearing, say you're wearing the latest STD drip. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that at all. Yeah. They maybe, won't want to pick that up. Maybe, they don't want to pick up your STD drip. Maybe word it a little differently, but you yeah. get the point. <laughs> so yeah, buy a t-shirt. Buy some stickers. Buy a mug. Buy a hoodie. Buy a hoodie. We're still working on the Teslas. Yes. We're Elon has not gotten back to me. Yeah. It's weird. Um, we're still working on the Teslas, and we're still working on a Quiet Place Part 2 episode. That's true. So please, if you're looking for those two things, stay tuned. Stick with us. Mm -hmm. We're gonna we're gonna get there yes. eventually. Uh, we just beg you to please please stay with us. Please stay with us if you're looking for those. Two yes, things. please. Like, if you got a quarter mil lying around to buy a Tesla, maybe wait a few more months. Yeah, not a bad idea. No, but we'll see you Saturday. Yeah, we'll see you guys on Saturday. Yes, let's go. Dude, get 